0: I'm Stephanie and we are frustrated.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and we have very little time, but we're going to yes. get this done. We're talking do we- about episodes. We don't want to wait. That's one thing. We we don't want to wait.
1: <laughs>
0: and we're talking about Smallville episodes hereafter velocity mm-hmm. session.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> And... Some other one
0: Resurrection Yeah, Resurrection (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's fun I only have one Well, um, two notes of news uh, For February 2004 Uh, A Kiss at the End of the Rainbow uh, Written by Michael McKeon And Annette O'Toole Lost to Into the West From Lord of the Rings For Best Original Song at the Oscars But it did win Best Song Written for a Motion Picture At the Grammys So Uh. they have a Grammy on their shelf and uh, this month, uh, Eurotrip hit theaters. It opened at number five. It's notable for Michelle Trachtenberg, uh, newly free from her bonds of the kid sister character, looking pretty hot. But also for this podcast, uh, Kristen Crook cameos as the cheating girlfriend of the main character. Did, did you see this movie?
0: I'm sure I did. Oh, yeah.
1: Which dances on stage with the punked out Matt Damon.
0: Oh. And the best song
1: in the world, Scotty doesn't know.
0: Uh huh.
1: Good song. Okay, hereafter, written hereafter. by Mark Verheiden and Drewzy Greenberg, the one where a crypto freak has final destination slash dead zone powers. <clears throat> so we have some flash forwards here. We get we'll get to see. some
0: visions of of death death. Moments,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: and we get a cheat, we get a flat, no tax cheat
1: uh, sort of we we don't see flight, we don't see tights, we just see a cape fluttering in the wind, <laughs> and uh when I mentioned uh, last week about the thing that causes caused somebody to spill a soda in their lap that's that's this <laughs> <laughs> because you know it's it's the Superman cape, you know, and and the uh, music mm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it looks, if you look at the uh, main titles of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, you see this kind of cape fluttering in the credits. So, you know, um, they said that um, uh, the cape came after a lot of discussion. One possibility they had was showing Clark on the ground and a very Lex like person dumping kryptonite on him. And uh, Miles Millar came up with the cape idea and. Uh, you know, it turned out to be a very iconic moment in the show. But the the thing about this is, it's it's impressive, it's awe inspiring, but it's also kind of sad because here we see this cape just going on into eternity, which means yeah. is Clark like immortal? Is can yeah. nothing kill him? Because
0: I mean, like every, any option is sad. You know, do mm-hmm. you? you're you know the mo- the best the best death is lana's de- first death that we see where she's on her deathbed as an old lady right. you know you've lived your life and you just die peacefully that's the best best situation right. the best uh case scenario or right. you know yeah does clark is clark killed by a supervillain is superman killed by a supervillain or does mm-hmm. superman not die outlive everybody
1: yeah, does he stop and, aging at some point, you know?
0: Yeah, that's that was like, well, does he yeah, does he not age or
1: or is he just like this raisin in a in a in a cape, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. What else? Uh so yeah, it, if you notice old Lana in that uh flash forward is wearing a uh her her kryptonite necklace, but uh-huh. it's the clear one because uh-huh. the ship neutralized it. Uh-huh. Uh, Okay, so we have Jordan Cross Played by Joseph Cross (laughs) Which is funny Uh, Uh, Joseph Cross was uh, Did you see Big Little Lies?
0: No, I can't watch Stuff about rich people Rich people are the worst
1: Oh no, 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 no Please watch that show It was really good (laughs) Um, uh, And yeah, I thought that too But wow, that show was great Um, Okay, uh, well he is in that show Um but he was also Charlie and Jack Frost. He was uh, Jack, the Michael Keaton snowman's son. Mm. <laughs> he was also in M Night Shyamalan's second film, Wide Awake, uh, co-starring Rosie O'Donnell. Really? Um, yep.
0: I never saw that.
1: Yeah, it was before Six Sense. A lot of people think Six Sense was his first film, but he did two movies before that. Mm. Uh, Jordan, Krause, I like this
0: kid. I mean, like I, you know, you're like he was born the day of the meteor shower. And Clark Mm -hmm. and Lana were like five But that makes sense, like they're older in high school And this guy's like in seventh grade or whatever
1: Yeah, he made it seem like he It made it seem like he was just a couple years younger than them Where, yeah, the age doesn't really work out Um,
0: It's okay He seems youngish
1: Jordan Cross uh, is, of course I don't know if you got this, but it's like crossing Jordan Uh, The Israelites crossed the River Jordan to get to the Promised Land it's a symbol of uh, souls crossing into paradise after death that's, okay. uh, that I guess that's where they got the TV show title from
0: Oh <laughs> uh, Okay
1: uh, We also have uh, Megan Calder Or Megan Ori playing Megan Calder
0: Yeah, I recognized her We know her as uh, Red Riding Hood Yep From Once
1: Upon <laughs> a Time Yep um uh, so what else happens in this episode uh so he's seeing flashes of the future he's seeing Megan uh having a problem oh uh all right so the Adam storyline continues in this mm-hmm. um Lana catches Adam waking up from a nightmare and he he kicks her right in the stomach and then doesn't want to talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh um the one he's thing i of noticed was He's to yeah. be a
0: jerk. He's turned into a jerk.
1: Yeah, he, he had this weird line reading where he's like, "I'll put some clothes on, clean up this mess." Where it's it, like saying it that way, it sounds like he's like, "I'm going to put some clothes on, so pick up this place for me, <laughs> But I know he didn't mean it that way. <laughs> but yeah. I wrote that down. But um, I, I took a, a notice of the apartment. It's now cleaned up, and uh, I kind of like it. What do you think? <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> All right, maybe not the teal and purple tile work. <laughs> But the kitchen island of the sink—that really works for me—and and the French movie posters.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the it's the turquoise, teal, and purple. Mm. I can't stand it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Too much. Calm down. Calm
1: it down. So he's having these terrible nightmares, and I guess he's been living there for like two weeks, and it's gotten so bad. That he like Lex gets some sort of invoice from the Talon, where he finds out that Adam has been breaking furniture and windows. That's how bad the nightmares are. <laughs> Pretty crazy.
0: I thought it was that somebody was complaining about the noise.
1: No, I don't think it was that. It was he or got like, that, invoices.
0: That might be a podcast I'm listening to. <laughs>
1: That's confusing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a, a true crime podcast.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah! Uh, when Jordan was six, he foresaw a woman dying on a roller coaster. So I, I, I like laughed about uh, he's got like Final Destination powers, but Final Destination three hadn't come out yet, and that was the plot of Final Destination three. That's <laughs> what so he has a <gasps> sees people dying in a roller coaster.
0: And then um, there's another Final Destination. Uh, what's mm-hmm. the word? Uh, parallel sequel? Something to talk about We're going to talk about Final Destination oh, 3 In a couple of minutes
1: Yeah, he's got like a he, he, He's screaming at Megan Out in front of the school Is that what you're talking about?
0: No, I'm talking about the guy from the next episode The, the oh. guest star in the next episode
1: Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, And so Adam Is this the one where they see Adam shooting up at school And Chloe breaks into the apartment And finds the vial <laughs> under his bed
1: Why is he shooting up at school
0: Why what is, he is it about school? the school
1: <laughs> What's it the, What is it about the school computer lab He's like you know what I have an apartment But <laughs> I think I should go to his public building <laughs> In an empty classroom And shoot up <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I think it's more like we need to find a way for Chloe to catch on to this. Mm-hmm. And she's not going to stumble upon him in his apartment. Uh, oh, I had some music history for you. Oh, what? We find out that Adam is a talented pianist.
0: Uh-huh. Pianist.
1: And um it was Rachmaninoff tune uh that Is that a Myers. Yes. And, they, and I looked it up, in the trivia section it says it's like one of the simplest Rachmaninoffs, it's not really that hard to play for a, a pianist mm-hmm. um, They said they use it, uh, it you, you've, you hear that song in uh, Somewhere in Time, which is Christopher Reeve of course, and uh, Groundhog Day um, Lex says, um, music hath charms to soothe the savage breast which immediately raised my eyebrow Because I'm like, what? I thought it was Beast <laughs> So I looked up the quote And this quote uh, is from the play The Morning Bride by William Congreve It's 1697 it was, it was written in, And it, it often um, people uh, misquote it as saying Savage Beast And they often attribute it to Shakespeare And uh, neither, neither are true uh, so Oh wow Congre- yeah. Congreve also Here's another quote uh, he d- did. It's famously misquoted. Heaven has no rage like love to hatred turned, nor hell like a, f- nor hell a fury like a woman scorned, yeah. <laughs> which is often misquoted as hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And again, also m- myself included, people think it's Shakespeare. <laughs> uh huh. And while we're doing Congreve, I'll just give you one more quote that's that's his. And like I've never even heard of Congreve, but another quote he has is. Fee Miss You Must Not Kiss and Tell oh. So I just wanted to award uh, William Congrave as uh, We Don't Want to Wait's Playwright of the Week
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, isn't it funny You know, I'm taking history class Isn't it funny how we just Some things we just take as fact And yeah. it's not, not even true at all
1: Probably saw it on a meme somewhere <laughs> uh, So yeah, Adam is kind of like The jerk version of Clark Like, like he's got these, uh, he's got these secrets and instead of just saying, I, you know, I can't tell you, or kind of like, just like changing the subject or whatever, like Clark does, Adam, like turns it on Lana. Like it's her problem for digging into his life and all that stuff. It's yeah. Um, so, uh, we find out later that Adam was a part of uh, a clinical trial testing a new drug. And, uh, Jordan, uh, had a flash that, uh, he didn't get a flash from Adam. He tells Lana that a- Adam actually died already.
0: Mm.
1: What'd you, what'd you think of any of that?
0: <laughs> that was cool. I was yeah. like, I'm intrigued. What?
1: <laughs> 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 um, I thought Lana's, uh, the, the new flash forward of, of Lana's death was uh-huh. pretty horrific. Oh, yeah. With like her burning and then screaming, and this a huge explosion.
0: Yeah, because it's like, oh, she could have died in her, you know, in her old age, you know, peaceful death. But, nope, she's going to die now, and it's going to be
1: horrific. <laughs> right, right. And so...
0: And, and then okay. Adam is like, he's like breaking down. He's like, it's like his body is breaking down. It's like, yeah, maybe he was dead and something resurrected him, and now his body is just breaking down.
1: Right. Yeah, something's going on with them. And we see more of that and other mm-hmm. later episodes. Um, so, uh, oh, I, um, so Clark and uh, Jordan save the girls from the exploding house. So I just wrote down "holy exploding house." That was a that was a huge explosion.
0: Yeah, because like Clark, like he does a lot, uh, uses his body to shield whoever mm-hmm. he's rescuing, and that that fire just just completely covered him.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah And Clark actually drops that line that, that one of the greatest lines Of trying to revive somebody He says oh Don't die on me Don't I die on that. me It's
0: not the greatest It's <laughs> the worst I hate it so bad uh,
1: So I don't know Do we need to talk about The actual bad guy Like he Just all of a sudden Like hears them Talking over his bad Like I don't know They And somehow he makes Lana And this new Cheerleader girl Responsible yeah. for his daughter's death I mean,
0: I buy it. He's a grieving father, and he was, you yeah. know, he was so uh, distraught that he was going to kill himself. And then, yeah, he overheard them talking, and and then he was like, "Oh, why, why should I kill myself? I'm going to kill them. They're going to pay." So I, I buy all that, but you know, it was fun.
1: it interesting. Well, uh-huh. before the final shoe drops of this episode, um, yeah. uh, there's a thing here that's interesting where. Joseph says that he and his dad Could never change The fate of people They could never save anybody Like it Mm -hmm. just would It was destined to happen But yet Clark Somehow has the power to do that Mm. And
0: So then Clark was like Is that my destiny? Did I come Mm -hmm. here to help To save people And to change things?
1: He also takes it personally Like if I wasn't here Then things wouldn't Be changing for the wrong I mean Lana could have died peacefully in her bed But because he changed destiny Somehow it ended up with her In an exploding house Um And it really messes with them. And uh, I wrote down Luckily Joseph loses his powers because thinking that your every action Either messes with or sets in place Something predestined will eventually drive you nuts Especially with the knowledge that you're the only one Who can do it (laughs) Uh so Um my next uh note says not the cookies. <laughs> oh
0: yeah. Uh, here's this wonderful scene of take this huge plate of delicious looking cookies, oh, cookies out to your dad. Oh, I want some right now. And then, <laughs> you know, what's so uh great about Jonathan falling out and nearly dying is <laughs> because <laughs> we're waiting on we knew that eventually J- Jor- Jorel's oh would come, you know. Uh, do you, from Jonathan yeah. from from the uh, season premiere, but mm-hmm. also like we know Jonathan dies, mm-hmm. or we have this feeling that we that we know Jonathan is going to die eventually at some point. Right, I'm afraid of, and I'm afraid, and it's like it's we don't know when it's coming.
1: It's very interesting that this heart attack that uh, you know we can say does not kill Jonathan Kent. It comes in the same episode where Clark realizes he has the power to change destiny. <laughs> so I'm just saying it might give new viewers some hope. <laughs> um, okay,
0: that it, Jonathan may not die. It may not be inevitable that Jonathan's going to die because Clark can change it.
1: I mean, he even says the direct quote from Superman the movie. It was just like, "Not now, not now." He's saying that, and and then he tells his son that he loves him. As before he passes out That is Superman the movie right there
0: So that's when Jonathan died In the movie Mm-hmm. And Clark changes it
1: Uh yeah I mean um, In the uh, first movie It's him just walking up the driveway And Clark like runs ahead You know with the dog And he's playing with the dog And all of a sudden he just kind of stops And he's like oh no oh no And I'm, and I'm pretty much saying the same thing like, No no uh, <laughs> Uh they actually uh the people behind the- the show wanted to do the heart attack way back in season one. They even considered uh-huh. doing it at the end of fever uh do you remember fever
0: <laughs> fever which remind me what is that
1: well it was about a fever well hmm? basically martha Martha and Clark come down with this horrible fever caused oh, yeah, by yeah, yeah. crypto dust and uh so the way they were going to end fever was Martha and Clark get better. And then boom, Jonathan falls down. Yeah. Inside. I think that would be
0: kind of Ooh. interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. But they said they didn't want a typical Jonathan Kent heart attack. They wanted a heart attack that has it's an example of how far this father is willing to go to protect his son, which is something, um, Jonathan comments on earlier in the episode when talking about, uh, Jordan's father. So I actually got a lot more out of this episode than I originally thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. I just was like, "Oh yeah, this is one we say the keep." That the keep. That's pretty much the only cool part about it. But mm-hmm. it gave, gave me a lot to think about.
0: I like the the opening scene where uh, J- Jor- not, Jordan is you mm-hmm. know they're running cross country and Lana's running. I mean that that whole opening was really good.
1: Yeah, with good the uh, needle drop of the the episode, uh, five for fighting's hundred years. Yeah, it was great. I I actually wrote down Pete looks pretty bummed that uh, Jordan's so fast And also that Lana's leg must be doing great (laughs) Yeah (laughs) That thing healed right up
0: (laughs) She drank a lot of milk
1: Yeah, exactly (laughs) Um, Is there anything else about this episode? That's it that's it okay let's let's do velocity, hopefully we can get that in before we have to probably take an intermission.
0: okay, I'm going to read Ray's feedback in our uh not that we do feedback, but this is very right. interesting can, velocity. I, can
1: I just tell the can I just tell the folks what this one is about? Yes, <laughs> this is the one where Pete is fast and Clark is furious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ray says, oh, God, I'm starting Velocity. Pete as a street racer always sticks out to me as one of the all-time worst episodes of Smallville mm-hmm. ever. Let's see if that's the case in the rewatch. He says, uh, Pete being whiny and self-pitying and Clark being overly <laughs> righteous is like the worst combination ever. Add that <laughs> to just the overall absurdity of of Pete as a street racer, and it's not a great base for an episode. And Tommy said, "I liked it. I could buy Pete being a little jealous of Clark and acting out uh, mm. on it in a dumb way." Also, this was uh, the first episode of uh, Smallville I ever saw. I may be biased a little. Plus, mm-hmm. it's got Pete the boss Ross. Come on, yeah. <laughs> Ray says, "I could buy Pete being jealous, uh, but his little tantrum." is uh, still annoys me i'm not sure i want to buy this little town in kansas has a big underground street racing scene in general <laughs> let alone 16 year old being super good at it it just feels out of character tommy says unfortunately there wasn't much character to pete so i don't feel much uh, uh, it doesn't feel didn't feel out of character to me it actually felt mm-hmm. more like an expansion Con- constantly being around clark has to uh, make you feel pretty small especially when you're in high school and, when Metropolis being, and with Metropolis being a few hours away, I can see street racers using Smallville to try to keep uh, away from the fuzz. Maybe mm-hmm. they should stick to maybe just an hour outside the city for practicality, but I can forgive them since this is the Fast and Furious, a Smallville story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it really is. It, it really was out of a Fast and Furious movie. Uh Fast and Furious wasn't even cool at this time. This was uh, When this episode, the Fast and
0: Furious movies were bad. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the Fast and Furious movies are great, just so you know, but this is actually the one time when it when yes. they're pretty much like uh what's that?
0: I haven't seen I don't know anything about I'm not interest not interested.
1: We don't wanna wait uh, fast and furious marathon coming up soon. Uh <laughs> uh The original was in 2001 And that got some acclaim And it was pretty much point break with race cars But Too Fast Too Furious Was in 2003 Vin Diesel didn't even come back for the sequel It was Paul Walker and uh, Tyrese Gibson and it is still looked upon as the worst uh, movie and it made Fast and Furious pretty uncool. And and it wasn't even until like four years later when uh, Tokyo Drift happened and it didn't have anybody in it, but you know, it's still, they still pulled out a pretty good it movie.
0: had the Black, uh, what, uh, Black, what's his name? The guy from oh, Alabama? Lucas Black. Lucas Black.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's great in it. Um, and I love Fast and Furious movies But that one was the Too Fast Too Furious was the worst And this is, Velocity is a year after Too Fast Too Furious So it wasn't like they were like Oh, this is a cool trend
0: Well, I, okay I'm going to talk about the positivity The positive aspects of this episode okay. This episode looks great The idea of street racing And using the uh, kryptonite As fueling the the cars It <laughs> of looks course. great It's a great idea yes. Somebody being fast Clark is like, uh, uh. I'm the only fast person here. (laughs) No, stop. (laughs) But yeah, Clark being so mad at at Pete, like he's so indignant, like, oh my gosh. But I can see that, like, Pete has no character. Like Tommy was saying, like, Pete, they need to explore Pete's character, and Pete hasn't been around for several months, so so it's like. This is what Pete's been doing. And then, you yeah. Pete's been changing cars. Very, every time we see Pete, you know, back in red, not red, what was the one?
1: Oh, God. It was, uh, shoot. It, it, we, the one where he dosed Clark. And, yes. And, oh, good, let me finish, finish your thought. I had something to go along with that.
0: Well, just that, uh, you know, he had a red chimera in that episode, and then he. Yeah. that's when they wrecked it. And then he did had you, a blue chimera. And now he's got you, some... Uh,
1: I was just say, did you feel like his character from that episode, where he got uh, got you know cave d- cave uh, creature bite <laughs> craziness? Uh, did did you feel like his character was a lot like that character? I felt like it was as if that character was back, like whatever you know. I'm a street racer, and you know I'm I, I can handle these cars. You know I can I'm I'm fast as lightning. Who cares? Just all his inhibitions were kind of gone. And yeah. yeah, I just uh Yeah, it looks great, but I feel like if these guys were real straight racers Uh, and I learned all I know about street racers from Fast and Furious movies they would have (laughs) like the intersections like you know they would have people in wacky disguises or hot girls in cut up shorts like blocking the roads like having their car broke down in the middle of the road so when a race goes by they don't accidentally you know nearly pump you know that would have destroyed Martha and Clark in the truck. Like that would have uh, really messed that truck up bad. And I don't care what Pete says. Like you're coming that fast. Yeah. You, you wouldn't be able to, but you know,
0: when Boys, young men, mm. you know, like uh, we've got a cousin. He's, he he wrecked. I don't know how many. Cars. He could not drive the speed limit. Like it was impossible. <laughs> he loved to go fast. There's just something. Some young men just love speed and can't get enough of it and can't can't control themselves. Yeah. I mean, I don't see that Pete is you know usually that uh, reckless. He's he's <laughs> He's that is out of character for Pete. He's not reckless. Yeah. But the actor did a very good job. A very good acting job like when he's afraid of Dante and he comes to, to Clark and he's like he's you know uh, I, like I, I was like I was really scared for Pete.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's weird seeing Pete in that situation. So yeah, it's it's easy to be scared for him because it's so like Outside of anything, like <laughs> I don't know,
0: yeah, well, I mean the and the bad the main bad part of this episode to me was the casting of this of Dante of this guest star. This guy oh, really? was not threatening to me at all, like they should have uh-huh. had a a more uh intense actor, this was just some kid from the final destination movies, you know, just cute. <laughs> like
1: yeah, I'd even he write down nothing. his uh, Yeah, He was He was even, like from
0: Final Destination 3 That's what I was trying to say earlier
1: Oh, that's what it was, okay yeah, yeah, I looked at his credits and I was like, I don't know anything Um, Yeah, I wrote down in capital letters That whole argument that Pete and Clark have When Pete stops, or Clark stops him in the car And there, you can see the beautiful snow-covered mountains of Kansas In the background Yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, Pete's like, you know, I just wanted to feel special. I'm constantly walking in your shadow. And I just wrote down, it's not Clark's fault that you're being an idiot, Pete. (laughs) Like, you are being an idiot.
0: Yeah, Uh, I was... They needed to give Pete a storyline, but this was not
1: a good Mm storyline. And they kill a guy. They murder a guy together, uh, him and Clark. And, um... And uh, I don't know what happens after that. He dies, and Jason dies in that car wreck.
0: They murdered (laughs) somebody? It was just an accident, wasn't it?
1: Well, Clark, I mean, you could say eye for an eye. Jason was going to, was trying to kill Pete by making him go fast enough to set that bomb off and kill both he and Clark in the car. Mm -hmm. But then Clark punches a hole through the fuel tank, so the fuel spills on the ground, so he immediately slows down but the fuel makes jason s- slip on the road and then roll about 10 times and die <laughs> and they barely even mention it like oh we we murdered him <laughs> he's dead <laughs> oh shoot it was an accident oh well <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there's uh there's a deleted scene uh for this episode where uh you know the the asian girl that was uh Calling yeah. the races and was kind of like Jason's girl mm-hmm. And was kissing Pete at the beginning Yeah Clark goes to Jason's bar and this is when he Goes to do the see the license plates or whatever But the first thing he does is see that girl Like closing up the bar and locking it up And he asks He asks uh, her where Jason is And uh, she looks at him She says do I look like his Palm pilot <laughs> <laughs> I was like wow
0: <laughs> ooh, That's a dated line
1: Yeah 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 <sighs> Um Clark still also, likes
0: his car And then returns
1: it What? <laughs> yeah, totally um, I like Sheriff Adams In this episode But it was also very weird That it's uh, we're, We've now progressed from uh, Adams being like Why is this kid Keep showing up at crime scenes To like Next time you see There's a storm A-brewing Mr. Ken I better see some rain Like acting like the chief And he's some sort of rookie cop <laughs> <laughs> You know, and uh, it's 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 kind of a nice progression because it's you know it's like I'm now accepting that there's this kid who's constantly at every scene. <laughs> Doug, just, it's,
0: it's just expected now. Next time, yeah, yeah There it's better be
1: something, Clark. It's so it's still kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. So he steals Lex's Porsche. I like how uh, Pete's like go Cal on an ATM. You've done it before. Put the ring on. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who the yeah. hell is this kid? Who is Pete? This is not Pete. Pete wouldn't do that and Clark's like listen I'm not going to steal from an ATM but I'll steal from my rich friend
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and at the end uh, Pete's like you know I won't disrespect your power oh Pete was like I'm not good at anything I can't do anything that's Mm -hmm. not true you're good at hoops yeah Yeah, but that's when you're not using your powers and blah 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 (sighs) and then I I don't know and then he wants to play hoops with Clark at the end and Clark just walks off he's so mad
1: I'm glad it pissed him off. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> because Pete deserves to be yeah. pissed off at for being an idiot. Yeah. We get more uh um oh, by the way, uh they originally had them be like just shrug it off and play hoops together and you know, like show Clark like forgiving Pete. But That
0: would have been worse.
1: I th- I think this is better. <laughs> um so we this have is more, where we uh, find
0: out that uh, Adam Knight was Chad Nash, and he died five months ago of a <laughs> rare liver disease.
1: Listen, a lot of people look like Ian Summerhalder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they don't. nobody has those beautiful blue eyes
1: <laughs> and I wrote, Adam Knight sounds cooler than Chad Nash
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, so yeah, he starts crying blood in this episode. Was that a vampire Diaries thing, or was that true blood? <laughs>
0: Oh, that was a True Blood thing, yeah
1: True Blood, okay yeah. I wasn't Cole sure if Vampire Diaries can't too. figure
0: out what's in the vial So she has Lex go to this molecular biologist mm-hmm.
1: Yes, uh, Dr. Leah Tang um, Who is a professor of mo- molecular biology at Metropolis University um, And they say uh, when, when they first mention him Or mention her, they say have you been following up on him? And the, and the, I think it was Clark who says, or Chloe that says, him is a her. And that's because Dr. Tang was male in the comics. Um, Dr. Tang was uh, uh, interested in cloning and uh, created Bizarro Superman. And also a clone of Lex, who then killed Dr. Tang to keep the secret. So... Mm. I'm saying that because that's not actually going to happen on the show. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, I don't uh, uh, Jonathan Kent, I love some Jonathan in here. I like that. Uh, I like his first reaction after having the heart attack is like, I got to get this room to somebody who needs it. I got a farm to run. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, well, you know, oh, he's a, bad...
0: a made of steel. He's a man of steel.
1: Uh huh. Um, so yeah, did you remember Doctor Tang from an earlier episode? Because you've seen her no. before. Yep, she no. was the doctor in the back of Lionel's limo, which makes a lot more sense as we move along here, because he is the doc, or she is the doctor that Lionel gives that jar of blood to. Uh. <laughs> um, so Lex ends up blackmailing her uh, unless uh, she works for him and says he's going to double her budget. So, um, oh, I wrote down, I hope you're appreciating all these sweaty, shirtless, summer halter scenes. Because there are a lot. There's a lot of him waking up <gasps> and being upset and sweaty. I
0: don't, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just think he's got beautiful eyes.
1: <laughs> and he wakes up from his nightmares and he's got lesions all over his skin. and yeah, injects himself mm-hmm. and they just all go away. And uh, we get a little little sneak peek at Damon Salvatore at this door this doorway scene though when she when he threatens uh, Lana. That what scene? This the scene in the doorway where she's like, "I demand an ex I I need an expl- explanation," but he doesn't give it to her, and and he threatens her not to tell anybody. So mm. you don't remember?
0: <laughs> mm, I don't know.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I'm not
0: digging this whole this whole storyline.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a weird one. It's definitely a weird one. I've got more to say about it later. Um,
0: you have an explanation for this episode? Why? Why on God's green earth did we have to watch this? Why were we subjected <laughs> to this
1: garbage? Uh, all right. Well, listen. This is this is some post mortem Alan Miles stuff. So uh, let me give you this. Okay. I never understood people's problems with velocity. Miles Millar states bluntly, "It's a completely legitimate episode of the show. We have to do different stories." To me, it's a really fun, high concept, cool, well shot show. The interesting thing is that it show is that shows the fans hate we often get our highest ratings for. <laughs> Al Go agrees. I really like this episode. I don't understand the gripe over it. Sam is terrific in it. Sam Jones the third. But it proved to us once and for all, all the grousing, that for all the grousing and comments online, people don't really care about Pete.
0: You have it. Okay. Stop. Okay, stop. (laughs) Okay, stop. It is your job as writers to make us care about a character. We can't care about a character if you don't give us anything to care about.
1: (laughs) Preach. (laughs) <laughs> that being said, I mean, you're, uh, uh, you're putting
0: the, you're blaming the audience.
1: Oh, audience blamers.
0: <laughs> when yep. it's you're shirking the responsibility. It's your fault, writers. You didn't <laughs> do a good job.
1: That being said, best needle drop of the episode is Ryan Adams' cover of Wonderwall <laughs> at the end of the episode, and that uh, will be on my playlist. All right. So, anything else? <sighs> I want to get through a sep- obsession?
0: obsession the greatest episode of the season this is fantastic the I one where it. someone has a, so
1: the one where someone has a homicidal crush on someone else and it's not lana <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it was really nice to see clark like like somebody else mm. and have interest in somebody else and have some have somebody i enjoyed seeing clark being able to confide in somebody and and uh, share their you know uh, their their powers, share them, and that was exciting for about two seconds, and then it all was it was over.
1: <laughs> yep, yep, yep.
0: And then she went all crazy. I liked the, uh, but now when she did go all cuckoo, when she when her parents are afraid of her, I liked that. That was like a a Twilight Zone thing.
1: Uh huh this uh and kind of a fatal attraction yeah and and also it's, you're referencing the the kid who puts people out in the cornfield yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's here's my little uh, trivia for this Uh uh, Obsession was a great episode Purely because you got to see a sexual chemistry Between two of the characters I don't know that you get to see that much on Smallville Kristen Crook points out It's normally a romantic chemistry That was really about sex And revealing who you are Executive producer Al Go liked this episode a lot It's one of the few times where you bring in the guest star of the week To be the love interest And you really believe it Tom and Sarah, Sarah Carter uh, had real chemistry We tried to do that with Kyla The wolf go- wolf girl in season 2 Skinwalkers, but you didn't Quite believe it. With this character, you did
0: Oh yeah, I was so into this mm-hmm. I was like Yeah, if I could teleport, I would Teleport into Clark Kent's bed <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, And here's another Final Destination crossover. Sarah Carter Plays Alicia was in Final Destination 2 She was also in Falling Skies Yes, Uh, very good I was very excited to see her as a main cast member of that show when I got started Um, And uh, most recently she's done a Kickstarter project with Doug Jones for them And he's creating his own version of Nosferatu Mm. And of course the makeup is pretty crazy If you look it up online It's your your typical Doug Jones makeup (laughs) He's looking really creepy
0: uh, I, hey, speaking of, I'm really enjoying Star Trek Discovery. He is fantastic.
1: Oh, yeah. I wish
0: he didn't have all those prosthetics on his
1: face. Yeah, he always has them, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's, I'm, let me see if I can run through my notes from the beginning of the episode so I can get them all out, because I have, I wrote down a few for this episode. <laughs> so, the first thing I have here is, if I were Clark and Chloe, I'd take a sick day <laughs> for this, for this <laughs> tour, like,
0: Yeah. uh, they're like, we're so not – we're <laughs> out of place and we're not welcome here. If anything.
1: I'm glad they covered it by saying, oh, this counts towards the final grade. And mm-hmm. Chloe's quote here, um, welcome to the Lionel Luther ex- exhibit, next floor, victims, sycophants, and hatchet men. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when Clark – meets Alicia there's chemistry right off the bat it's kind of weird that the teachers like okay everybody on this elevator and you random teenage boy and girl you get to hang out together the elevator yeah. on the next elevator yeah. the
0: hottest people in in this <laughs> building you, you hang out together
1: and just Clark's quote here is just so terrible he goes elevators too much demand not enough supply huh <laughs> like what does that even mean <laughs>
0: Because it's the, it, it's econ, the like the AP econ class.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was cute.
1: <laughs> um, and yeah, so it's a whole thing with the they had the, the awkwardness increased by the elevator music playing. <laughs> and uh, but I like how Clark goes in high gear once the elevator goes down. Like the very first thing that he does is take out that uh, security camera
0: mm-hmm. with his
1: vision, and then he grabs um and then she teleports. But I was always I was also thinking to myself, oh man, Lionel is always the grandmaster and he actually pointed out like a pretty girl like I wrote down did Lionel pay off the teacher to put Clark in an elevator and personally point out a pretty girl he'd have to save? That would have been a great twist. <laughs> like <laughs> Lionel causes the elevator crash to out Clark Kent. But cuz he's he's doesn't quite know what's going on with Clark, but he's very very interested. Uh, my next note is it's February. Yeah, everything
0: oh, everything keeps pointing to Clark. Like all fingers, all mm-hmm. everything keeps pointing to Clark. Something is up with Clark.
1: Yeah, it's February and winter has finally come to Smallville. Yeah. <laughs> and if you notice Alicia's house, it's also Christmas time in February. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was nice. All right, so we find out in this that Adam is a spy. He has been paid by Lionel to uh, creep on Clark and Lana. And yeah,
0: and see from Lana's point of view, it it looks like he's jealous of Clark, and he's writing down things about Lana and Clark. Mm-hmm. But because she doesn't realize there's anything up with Clark, but if you know that something is up with Clark, you can see that it's all about Clark.
1: And again, Lana just keeps getting her, letting herself get manipulated emotionally by him because she is caught like going through, looking in his like diaries or whatever, and she totally sees that he is. Being this complete creeper, but he he like looks at her and he's like, "Yeah, look who's talking," you know. Like she's doing something worse than what he's doing, and mm-hmm. then he then he pulls. A, I like that they called out the movie in the episode, the Pacific Heights thing. Did you ever see that movie?
0: Was that Samuel L. Jackson?
1: No, that was uh, Lincoln Heights. Oh, uh, Pacific okay. Heights is with Matthew Modine and Michael Keaton, and I think okay. Melanie Griffith. Yeah, Matthew Medina and Melanie Griffith are in charge of of an apartment building or maybe they're renting out like a room or something and Michael Keaton rents it out and at first he's like super cool and uh, then he's like creepy and he just like squats in there and it's because of his rights that they can't kick him out. You never Uh saw that?
0: No. Oh, look Uh it up.
1: Look it up. It's good. Okay. It'd be good to watch this for for this month, definitely.
0: Yeah, be- well, because Lana has fallen for him; he has charmed her, mm-hmm. and now she's like, I don't know what's going on. She can't she can't figure out what is going on with him.
1: Or the physics lab is stocked with hot topic novelties. They have like the glowy plants and the giant uh, electro crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, uh, uh, science! Yeah.
0: Um, oh, but, uh, Adam Yeah, Lana wants him to leave But he mm-hmm. won't leave, he's like I, You haven't looked into tenants' rights Yeah, that's the so Pacific Lana, Heights thing Okay, and then yeah. Lana goes to Lex And she's like, you got to get rid of him
1: mm-hmm. And Lex is like, yes Let me off my leash <laughs> <laughs> Um Oh yeah, and poor Lana gets her heart broken again By Clark, because Clark is going to be hanging out with this girl, Alicia Um And, you know, and he couldn't be honest with her, but yet he's on. He ends up being honest with Alicia and Alicia actually tells her that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Alicia tells her that Clark opened up and wants to know why he's still in love with her.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote, Hey, baby, want to stargaze in my loft? (laughs) That's just Clark's play, right?
0: (laughs) Well, it's like he's got, he's met his match. Yeah. Because he's finally got somebody that can, that's. Wants to look at the stars with
1: him And uh, yeah I really like her chemistry, I love the walk He walks her back to her house, he go, she goes inside She's looking out the front door And then she, all of a sudden she's in her
0: bedroom Maybe She
1: window. teleports to a bedroom, that's so cool. Oh, so cool So you wanted to talk about Your favorite part of this episode Which is uh, Teleporting into Clark's bed, bed Holy hotness And then being caught by and then Somebody. she
0: climbs up on top of him. Uh. And she starts, well, at the door, when he takes her home, they almost kiss. Almost like kiss. It's like the closest thing to a kiss. Yeah. A kiss. And so she knows that he wanted to kiss her, but he's just so restrained. <laughs> I guess, I, like, I don't know. what. And then when she, okay, she teleports into his bedroom, into his bed, and she gets up on top of him and she kisses him. And he, you can tell he wants to touch her. And then finally he just gives in and kisses her and touches her. And then yep. that's when Jonathan comes in. And uh, <laughs> so she leaves. And Jonathan and Clark and Martha are having the discussion downstairs in the kitchen. But she's teleported back. And she's overhearing what they're saying. Yep. And she hears Jonathan say, well, you know, <laughs> do you tell her everything? What does she know? Did she, what did you not tell her? You told, does she know about the kryptonite? That, <laughs> you know, the
1: kryptonite? You know, the kryptonite. That's your weakness. <laughs>
0: It's your weakness. <laughs> Which comes back late.
1: I expected Martha to be more upset. Like, a mother knowing that her son is up in her, his room with a strange girl is probably not happy at all. Um, well, I mean, you, she you
0: know, does what? later on. She's like, uh, yeah, what is and this? It's not what Lana. is up with this? <laughs> oh, yeah. What is up with it? Because, yeah, she's all judgy. Yeah. What is up with this girl uh, teleporting into boys' bedrooms? Mm-hmm. Look, look at your son. Look at how hot he is.
1: I had a big mystery of this episode. Uh, so Pete greets Clark at the school and is like, Yeah, my my boy, you know, he's like, Hey, you know, we're not talking really well, but I gotta give it gotta hand it to you, I'm having a girl in your room and he's like, How did you know? And then like he's like, Yeah, see you later. You know, it's never really like a real straight answer from Pete. And then,
0: well, I took it that she's talking, because mm-hmm. he didn't say anything, and the parents right. didn't say anything, so she must be talking about
1: it. Well, this reveals it to me, right? She mm-hmm. goes, He goes to his locker, he opens it up, and there are all sorts of pictures of Alicia. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, she's got weird teleporting power, she's somehow teleported. No, Pete knows the combination. <laughs> <laughs> Never trust Pete. <laughs> <laughs> uh so, um, yeah, were, I, were you kind of disappointed when you saw that it was like, you know, they had a shrine to Alicia and then there's a special room and then the last boyfriend was somehow disappeared or whatever. And then this whole thing where she, he shut the dad, shuts the door after Clark leaves and she says, you shouldn't have said that, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of disappointing that Clark finally has like a girl. And yeah, it was. Little...
0: It was like the good times didn't last, but a few seconds. And uh, she's
1: it's just, like, oh man, she's gonna she be gone to Bell Reeve by the end of this episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you knew that it would not end well.
1: Um, I have Lana's full yearbook dedication in front of me. If you'd like me to read it to you. Okay. <laughs> Great memories this year spent cramming at the talent with the gang. Thanks C-S-C-K-P-R-L-L For always sticking by me You guys are the best Can't wait for summer Relaxing at Cradle Lake Riding through the fields And of course no homework Everyone come visit me at the Talon For some iced coffee and other summer treats I'll see the rest of you in the fall Take care everyone (laughs) And then she leaves a special note to Clark Says to Clark The boy next door who became so much more XOXO love Lana (laughs) Oh Lana
0: Okay C
1: so As Chloe Sullivan Clark Kent P. Ross And uh, Lex Luthor Oh Lex Why is Lex, Lex being dedicated in a yearbook Who knows <laughs> Yeah uh, I was like stuff
0: should about herself
1: uh, uh, You know it's, just, it's her partner But it's weird that he's getting a shout out In a high school yearbook that he's never probably going to uh-huh. look at Did she bring it over to Lex And be like can you sign this <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh we gotta hurry up Um Okay. Uh, uh, so, uh, Alicia chops. Ahead I had a lot of this. Yikes! I was thinking Fatal Attraction, and Chloe calls her Glenn Close. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Uh Maybe else? Clark. Maybe Clark needs to just be alone. Yeah. Because he thought that Lana was uh, a good match for him, but he couldn't be honest with her, and he and he finally found somebody he could open up to with. Oh, with Alicia, and that didn't work out. So maybe you should just be alone.
1: Yeah, that's why I, I wrote. Maybe I'll always be alone, and I put in parentheses. Or maybe just tell Lana. And then I wrote, however, Alicia, Kyla, like, we have one girl that went psycho, one girl that got killed. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we find out that Adam is Lionel's spy, and Dr. Tang has been working for Lionel this entire time, and, Li- and Adam is locked up in a... Uh,
0: Oh yeah, this was so chilling yeah. that Lionel was just a walk away and let him die. Yep. Well I guess that's I guess that's the end of Adam. But then the next episode, Resurrection,
1: uh-huh.
0: we find out that Adam is with Dr. Tang. She saved him. So she's working with Lex. She's mm-hmm. left Lionel.
1: Yes. Uh Resurrection, the one with Tamil Panica. Um my first uh, notes for this episode is uh, the words Steph doesn't want to hear. "Quote: Jonathan, you can put your shirt back on." <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and I said, "Oh, uh, quick, quick cameo by Tomo Peniket." Oh wait, this is called Resurrection.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or or uh, some assembly required. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, he's... we we'll have
0: to resurrect the brother.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, uh,
0: okay, so Adam had liver
1: disease. So what?
0: Both Adam and Vince had a rare liver disease and needed yes. liver transplants. What is with that?
1: Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, uh... I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's just related a or what. I can't remember honestly. I start to uh, uh, my my I start to lose focus on this Adam plotline around this point of the season. <laughs> just like ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, something happens. Forget.
0: Well, just the main thing is. Um Lana, Okay so Adam is gone Lana is upset mm-hmm. Won't know where Adam is Lex is like you told me to send him away I don't know where he is he's gone whatever Adam and is Dirty John
1: <laughs> Have you what? listened to Dirty John? No Oh you should I then you don't know that. what that is But, Sorry, it's a podcast. but
0: Lana is sh- scrubbing the apartment And she has pink rubber gloves
1: That's <laughs> <Yes>, right <laughs> Yep Oh, oh, I forgot
0: to mention the corduroy jacket that Willow was wearing in, in Orpheus <laughs> reminded me so much of something that Lana would wear if Lana's uh, was pink
1: or light yeah. blue. <laughs> um, just that whole scene where Clark tells Jonathan that he knows he overheard, and that you know, and Jonathan is not happy that Clark's eavesdropping, and he like sees that Garrett lost his brother, and just like begs him to do it, and Jonathan finally agrees, and I was just like. I just wrote down hi I have daddy issues and I was almost in tears during that scene <laughs> especially when he's like Clark I'm not going anywhere
0: I'm like oh, mm-hmm. yeah cuz earlier Jonathan was like okay Martha if something happens to me you and you and Clark of blah 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 and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, no nothing is going to happen to you maybe
1: Oh, uh, another way, another thing that crosses over between our two podcasts is that, uh, uh North Korea was mentioned in and Angel and, <laughs> and we find out here that Lex has a direct line in North Korea. He's <laughs> <laughs> like on the phone with the embassy and, uh, yeah, another chess move by Lionel. And what do you
0: mean? Another chess
1: move? Well, Dr. Tang has disappeared. So. Oh,
0: I didn't know that. Yeah. I missed that. Where'd I miss that? How did I uh, miss that's
1: that? why Lex is on the phone. He's trying to find out where, what happened to her. Oh, so did
0: that happen before or after the uh, green kryptonite uh, <laughs> body uh, suicide bomber scene?
1: That was before, because mm. then Clark and Garrett return to the farm, and then Ben shows up, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: more bloody tears. He needs that atom shot, <laughs> and,
0: um, and so Clark is starting to put it together.
1: And there's a whole scene with uh, Clark. Or Jonathan telling Martha of, the, of the, before his operation that they made a promise together that they were going to let Clark go when he's ready.
0: Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. And in Clark Phoenix when let him go.
1: when Jonathan talks to Jor-El, he's, he says specifically he's not ready. So he's that's that's something he is very conscious of like there's only so long Clark's going to be in Smallville before he goes off to better things. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Byers is what? in this episode. <laughs>
0: I was like, isn't
1: that an X Files guy? <laughs> yeah, it's a long gunman. He was a helicopter pilot. What were you going to say?
0: Um, oh, Clark is putting it together uh, that Adam and Vince are alike, and that uh, Adam needed the serum, and Clark has the serum, and so he takes the serum to the hospital to give to Vince. Mm-hmm. But uh, Garrett has the bomb strapped to him. Right. And he ha- and so Clark has to talk to the sheriff and say, "I've got what he needs," and it reacts to Clark, and so he realizes that that came from his blood, and, that and his it blood neutralizes a- it. Yeah, that he that Clark might be the answer that uh, he could uh, mm-hmm. he could heal people with his blood. So maybe he needs to come forward.
1: Yep, Jonathan sure gets out of the hospital quick after that surgery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wrote Kristen Crook. Annoyance Watch. Uh, pink. She she comes to the hospital with a pink flannel coat and pink headband. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, I was very surprised that the sheriff ordered this kid's death. <laughs> like they shot him in the back and killed him, and it's like I mean, it's surprising that he shot he, he he she. Well, but he she had
0: to shoot him to save a whole hospital full of people.
1: Yeah, but he like it, there was no
0: he detonated the bomb. He
1: could have detonated room. the bomb. And of course, there's no reason. I, I, don't, I don't have no idea how it's explained that the how the bomb got outside of the hospital and like thrown in a well or something. But whatever.
0: <laughs> well, I think it was such quick thinking. Like I work in a hospital, and I wouldn't think, oh yeah, a lead apron from radiology. Yep.
1: That'll. Um. Save us. Camille Matthews, who played Sheriff Adams, says I was surprised when I read the script. I wasn't expecting it. I didn't. I don't know why I was surprised because she's obviously capable of doing. Whatever it takes to protect the community But I was surprised that the character would finally go ahead And give the order to have someone killed She doesn't have a choice in that necessarily But I found it interesting that they chose to reveal That tough side to her I think that in terms of who and what she is That was the most revealing and truthful moment It's uh. mm-hmm. interesting um, Oh yeah, we see we do see a shot of Adam Like in the dark <laughs> Like we must not have wanted to pay Ann Summerhalder that day So he's not really revealed to be Adam, but it's Adam underneath uh, Metron Pharmaceuticals. Oh yeah, Leah Tang's actually in Metron Pharmaceuticals. That's who Lex goes to talk to. He thinks that le- he thinks that she left the country.
0: Oh okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> Lionel Luther is behind all this, Jonathan Kent, says, Now why doesn't that surprise me? <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan says, You saved my life every day you're with us, and we wouldn't trade that for anything. Oh god. Um oh and of course one more Lana and Clark scene before the end, which is just another like nail I tell in. you
0: ever I would tell you anything. Well what was in the syrup? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like
1: you're
0: so frustrating. Tell her.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, do you have anything else to say about this episode? We had to kinda of push through it fast, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Best needle drops of the episode for me: uh, the Rapture playing their epi- playing their song "Infatuation." The Rapture, of course. Uh, oh wait, is it? Yeah, is uh, they did this theme to the misf- to uh, Misfits called Echoes. But in this episode, they call they have a song called "Infatuation." That's when Lana's cleaning the apartments. I don't expect you to remember. There's an Alanis Morissette song at the end called "Everything." That's a good song. Episode of the week, hereafter, velocity, obsession, or resurrection? Obsession. Obsession. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so next time on We Don't Want to Wait, and we're going to be back very soon. It's taking a short hiatus, folks. I'm sorry. Uh, and I'm sorry to you, Steph. <laughs> Um, My
0: kid is gonna hate that. She wants well, to keep if you,
1: watching. If you guys want to plunge ahead? I won't hold it against you. I just you know it'll take the newness out of it. You might have to rewatch it to remind yourself. But mm-hmm. um, okay, so next time the episodes are Crisis, Legacy, Truth, and Memoria. Um, mm. So um, it's going to be our second to last episode of season three, and here are your teases. Uh, we have the first Smallville episode To carry a parental discretion advisory At the beginning What? Is it? Is it violence? Or sex? I uh, can't remember I think it's violence Or scariness oh, wow. maybe I forget um, um, I wrote this sound like a way to go One of our main characters Gets a terminal prognosis dun, dun, dun. Oh no Jonathan uh, Christopher Reeve returns In his final acting Performance mm. Mm. Can't wait Another Drew Z Greenberg episode <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, okay. it
0: very fantastical Like Buffy
1: <laughs> Oh man I, uh, I, I can't remember Which one he does So I can't really answer that Again okay. I wrote this down a week ago Um Huge Chloe episode In fact, there's a It has a commentary with her and John Glover Which I'm looking forward to reviewing Mm -hmm. And there's also a Huge Lex episode And that has a commentary of Michael Rosenbaum And uh, Assorted producers and writers Uh, Flashbacks galore And finally Yeah
0: Flashbacks to the meteor Shower or flashbacks to younger years? Flashbacks to periods that we've already seen?
1: Flashbacks galore.
0: <laughs> flashbacks to different eras in time?
1: Flashbacks. Okay. <laughs> and the atom arc comes to a close.
0: Okay, good.
1: <laughs> Good.
0: Because <laughs> I just don't quite get this. <laughs>
1: we need to kick him off the show. <laughs> go to go to go to uh, what's it called? Stars Hollow. Oh no, wait, that's go More Girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's got to go to Hawaii, and then he goes. Oh, that's to, right, Hawaii. Then he goes to Mystic Falls.
1: That's right, Mystic Falls. Uh, all right, we'll talk to you again soon. On we don't want to wait. Bye.
0: Bye.